Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready To Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. In this episode, I speak to Aboud Aljumali, who also goes by the name Bonner Olenshi. But thankfully no, um yeah, I, I I can talk. Yeah, I can talk. I, I have I have the English notes, you know, and um, but it was certainly a challenge because when people ask you a question there and you don't know what to answer, or people come say could be saying hello to you and you don't have a clue what they're saying. Sorry, when I say obviously you know what hello is, but let's say how are you, how are you keep for example, you wouldn't know what I didn't know what that was. Um, but what I done was that I got involved in every single thing. Every society. Yeah. You go to choir, you'll see me there. You go to drama. So sure, I was acting Jesus Christ once in a Christmas play. Were you? you? know, and it, with the sheep beside there's a towel around my head. I didn't know who the hell I was, you know. <laughs> just there for the crack. Like, you know, there to see what the story is. I'm just saying what people, what the teacher's telling me to say. So you threw know, I yourself into I, I, I attended mass as well. Like, you know, I was even more Catholic than some people here. <laughs> <laughs> Abood lives in Dublin and his nickname is based on two hurling greats, the Bonner Mar from Tipperary and former player Colin Lynch from Clare. He left his home in Baghdad when he was just nine years old and came to Ireland with his family five years after the American invasion of Iraq in 2003. When he arrived here, he had no English but he soon developed the distinctive accent that he has today. And in this conversation, we talk about his passion for hurling, his deep faith, his role as a GAA ambassador promoting diversity and inclusion, the culture clashes he's encountered over the years and his dream of becoming an Irish diplomat someday. Here it is. Abood or Bonner, I'm not really sure what to call you. Look, 
if you call me a boot, if you call me Bonner, they're both who I am. So you're both referring to the same person. So yeah. tell us about it. Say, the name Bonner, it was inspired by Bonner Mare uh, from Tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Olinchik is the Irish name for Lynch and inspired by Colin Lynch, who played for Clare back in the 90s, you know. Uh, then I said, okay, I already have the name Bonner, right? So, said, so you were called Bonner by what, your teammates? Teammates, exactly, okay. yeah. It's teammates called by Bonner and then also on the sideline when I'm playing and the local there, people see me also referred me to Bonner Mare as well. Do you so know you're obviously a nice player if you're compared to him. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'm a good player, but for sure, look, as long as I'm a Harlan, that's the main thing, you know, as long as I have the hurl in the hand. Yeah, so people listening are probably going, right, so in the intro, Sheila said, Dublin, living in Dublin. What's the crack of the accent? I know you're asked about it all the time, <laughs> but we, we do need to talk about it because it is a brilliant melting pot of an accent. I kind of thought first, is he living in Cork? I thought there was a real bang of Cork off the accent. No. Then I thought, is it a bit west? <laughs> Wait a second. I'm hearing so many different counties yeah. in your voice. As I said to people, as I often say to people, it's an all Ireland accent. All Ireland. It's all Ireland accent. And as I said, to keep everyone happy and that. Bit of everything. Exactly, bit of everything. So here's the diplomacy coming out of me, you know. <laughs> so is it because you learned? Did you learn English from people from different parts of oh, the country? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with any lads from Dublin. Like, you know, like I grew up with lads from, from the countryside. So I did. So, um, like, uh, it really helped me that from that perspective, you know. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you know, watching videos, traveling across the country and all that sort of stuff. And majority of the people I've worked with are from the country. Like, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. so th- yeah, th- that, yeah. all of that do take into account. So at this point, let's now head back to uh, your younger years. Yeah. So you came to Ireland when you were nine. I was nine years of age, yeah. But you left your home country at a time when... You know, life was challenging. Oh, look, it was tough. You know, I mean, the invasion when it happened, the American invasion when it happened in 2003, it was tough, all right, you know. So you only left a few years after that? A few years after that, yeah. I left at the peak where there was pretty much two wars going on at the same time. You would the, you know, the invasion um, that's obviously already has happened and you have had troops there and, you know, in place, all pretty much different parts of the uh, of the country and specifically the capital, Baghdad, you know, which where I was born. But like, um, then at the same time, this war, this invasion has caused sectarianism, terrorism, which was even, to be honest, even worse than the invasion itself, you know, because um, people killing people literally within the same country, like, you know, over identity and over sectarianism and what this guy is from, from this sect and this guy from the other sect. And to be honest with you, you know, there's plenty of abductions was going on, you know, um, and... Yeah. Uh, we weren't obviously allowed the house uh, on our own, even in front of the house, like, you know, to go out in front of the house. Um, education was on pause, like, you know, uh, our school was taken over. Um, there was, a, you know, a school just across the road, that primary school, that was taken over, stopped. Like, education was, as I said, was it was on pause. And, and then when the secretarism, terrorism literally kicked in after kind of, you know, the American, I suppose, have. Um, succeeded in whatever we wanted to do you know uh, things started to get really worse absolutely worse like do you know what I mean I didn't see my friends in class you know that I went to school with um, my teachers I have any clue where they went to um, lost members of my family now myself uh, you know and I've witnessed things that I just happened to be there um, just out of coincidence um, and um, you know so when you it, say witness things what, what are we talking? We're talking about, uh, like, 
basically people receiving the news of their loved ones being killed like you know being executed yeah. you know God. you were only a young boy yeah I was anywhere around I'd say six years of age six seven years of age right you know so that's what happened there so look it, 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 and people look like even going attending funerals like you had kids discussing what sect are you from like you know so like seven eight years of age discussing what are you Sunni or Shia or are you this basic equivalent are you Protestant or Catholic like yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're discussing that all over the, and they were just sitting there and we're watching literally funerals what what you know going by every single day you know um, to the extent that literally everyone in, in Baghdad or majority of them were just waiting for their coffin to be risen like you know so that's really how how bad it was um, people getting abducted everywhere you, a person gets abducted gets asked one question what sect are you you know people say if they're Sunni they get shot if they're Shia they get shot you know people don't know what to say at, at that yeah. time so it was very very worrying at uh, time uh, and um, what was even more worrying is obviously when then when you don't know who's going into the houses then <laughs> you know because all the way in Baclavas and that and then you have Americans then going into the houses as well trying to take houses up for our basements and all that sorts of stuff you know so it was and we're just the victims are obviously the people of the country like you know which is normally the case but look there's a lot of things to learn from it you know and I like turning turn negativity to positivity like you know so that's that's a uh, it's all about education really educating people and educating future generations that look this has what's happened it's important to condone but not to take it on and keep at it because it's not good in the interest of relations you know it's not, it's not good in the interest of public policy and all that sort of thing so it's important to condone it it's important not to forget it but at the same time don't let that be a deciding factor you know of the overall relationship between communities you know mm, mm. that's a great attitude to have um can you remember the getting out with your family, with your mother and your your yeah. Uh, uh, so um, you're the eldest, aren't you? I'm the eldest, yeah. Of five. Of five boys, yeah, yeah. I'm the eldest of five boys. So, uh, um, I do remember it all right. Yeah, I mean, we were we were praying Fajr, and Fajr is the first Islamic uh, uh, prayer, right? Of yeah, the five okay. daily prayers, and uh, then after that, then there was a taxi waiting outside. Right. And um, so we just went in, got the luggage, and get the hell with, you know let's get out of here right yeah <laughs> so, uh, so there was a window there was an opportunity much, yeah there was an opportunity there now I didn't know where we were going do you know like I was like okay this care you know it's outside okay whatever. and at this stage you're nine at this stage I was nine and what yes. was your youngest brother two three years two okay, three yeah, years God, yeah okay um, so anyways we got put in the back of the car and we're you know driving uh, we we're actually driving to the borders of, of, uh, of between Iraq and Syria you know throughout the way we got stopped I'd say over 30 checkpoints and every single person we had to pay in order for us to get through like you know okay. now we get we get to to the Syrian the Iraqi Syria border we got to Syria then and we went through I slept in Syria I slept in Damascus and you know and I woke up in Istanbul I don't know how the hell that happened but anyways we just got there from Istanbul then we come into Ireland and um, we moved to Ireland and, and, and yeah and that's that's a new journey has, has a, a new life has started a new home has been uh, built and, and uh, what was your first impression of uh, of Ireland to be honest now the first thing that caught me that caught my attention was the air you know because I would have I would have had developed asthma now myself from living in Iraq after because of the war the environment was completely in negligence you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I'd, w I'd often wake up like you know 
literally orange all over the place and okay. colour orange and that's colour orange it's the dust like do you yeah, know yeah, yeah. so you really inhale and dust I remember one time I wanted to get the towel <laughs> do you know and at least try to breathe something you know maybe something will change or some sort of you know the air would change somehow but you know obviously didn't work out but it was so bad like you know I mean the environment there and you know, when you wake up and you see all around yourself orange and dust and you're inhaling dust all the time that's very very bad so when I when I first going out to run one when I first inhaled when I inhaled, when I inhaled just literally that air went straight to my blood flow like you know like, wow. that's beautiful I said you know uh, and that was that was the air was one second one obviously was the, obviously the weather the air and the cold I was like right. I was almost like I'm on a different planet so yeah. I was you yeah. know yeah. For, 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 <laughs> for the first minute or two but look you've uh, gotten used to it now though yeah oh no we got it. in fact this actually my favourite weather now is rain and believe it or not is, you know I swear to god is it because the thing is I just I play I, like I'm, I'm always good when I play in Holland at rain for some reason oh, right. you know I love playing Holland in the rain you know it's just you're in a war zone do you know you're just there and ball is dropping dead and you're just going pulling all over the place and look it's it's a, it's a zoo and <laughs> 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 the world's on do you know so so uh, it's it's yeah but I love that do you all know right. I, I love that like um, you know because you, you're in somewhere you see when you're playing Holland the ball can be going like a bullet like you know it's lads from the half back line you know striking the ball to me it goes over my head because of this dryness because the water is drying that you know it's yeah, bouncing yeah. like all of me. but if it's raining the ball drops dead you know 65 when you know that ball is dropping you know, they better get used for the breaking ball you know okay, okay. so um, but don't get me started because I could talk about Holland all day I know I, we, we, we are going to get to it but uh, okay so it was the it was the clean air and and the, the cold temperature yeah the cold you. temperature yeah and um, and then you arrived of course without having any English Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was a bit of interesting one, all right. You know, um, but uh, in fact, I I would have loved to do the Gwail talk, believe it or not, or Gwail catch. You know, but the thing is, is that when I said that, the principal looked at me and said, I mean, "Come on, you have to get your English for us at least." You know, I was like, "Grand," but but uh, but, but but good on you. But yeah, like yeah, I don't have any English like at all. Um, and I used to sit down, you know, like in classes when teachers are talking or when someone's talking to me. Uh, or says a couple of words or whatever I'd write it in Arabic that when you read in Arabic it pronounces English and I go and research it and see what that was Okay. for example if you say love your Harlan now right I go and I hear it okay I write love your Harlan in Arabic I go go to Google and I start searching in English you know to try to find out the letters of what love your Harlan is okay. and to see what it is do you know what yeah. that meant but thankfully now um yeah, I, I can talk. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you I, certainly, I, I, you I, certainly I, I can talk. I, I have I have the English now, you know, and um, but it was certainly a challenge because when people ask you a question there and you don't know what to answer, people could say could be saying hello to you and you don't have a clue what they're saying. Sorry, when I say obviously you know what hello is, but let's say how you how you keep it, for example, you wouldn't know what I didn't know what that was. Um, but what I done was that I got involved in every single thing every society yeah. you go to choir you'll see me there you go to drama so I was acting Jesus Christ once in a Christmas play Were you, you know and it, with the sheep beside there's a towel around my head I didn't know who the hell I was you know <laughs> just there for the crack like you know there to see what the story and I'm just saying what people what the teacher's telling me to say so you threw know, yourself I, into I, I, I attended mass as well like you know I was even more Catholic than some people here <laughs> 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 but like you know Fair place, yeah. so you were yeah. really making such an effort how were you received like what was it ge- genuinely now uh, not not the what you think I want to hear answer but how actually was it 
what people are lucky if you had 10 heads like especially if you're in the mass like sure one's like one day one of the culture clashes I had I mean I had, I had plenty culture clashes mm. one of them was certainly like well, the funerals was one and then the other one was going to mass so a majority of times when we're in school and mass you know the lads from different faiths and what who wanted to go to mass would opt in to go to study rooms right but I said like, you know what lad? I want to go let's just go to mass see what the story is there you know so I was doing all the person that actually used to go to mass and I just just to, and I used to talk to the elderly fellas there as well you know at the mass there so, I say, so were you genuinely interested in Catholicism? Or was oh it no, 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 no! I wasn't. <laughs> okay. I, 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 like no, it's not as if I was in. It's not as if I wanted to convert or anything like that. <laughs> okay. But it was just, I just wanted just to engage. Just understand our culture. You know, exactly. Understand the culture. I wanted to engage. You know, right. I wanted to see what people are like. Talk to me. I talked to them. Leader from me. Leader from them. That kind of thing. You know. Yeah. And uh, I remember once I confused the, the priest with the pope, so I did. You oh. know, so I was like, uh, the priest looked at me as if I. Was, he's like, is what this? you referred to him as the Pope? I did. I referred oh. to the Pope. So when he came out from the back, surely he should have been flattered. <laughs> but he looked at me. He was like, is he just a guy messing? Up? Like you know, do you know when he when someone gives you a look? Like, oh right, okay, he's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. But you were being genuine. You actually thought? I thought it was. I thought <laughs> obviously he looked like a Pope anyway. You know, with the stuff he's wearing, like you yeah. know, with the, the whole robe and the whole shebang. So what have you learned about? Uh, well, I obviously learned that there's only one Pope in this world, and that's your man up at the Vatican. That's what I learned. <laughs> you know but otherwise yeah. anyone who came out as I would have known that he was a Pope but the thing is, what's even more confusing for people is that when the when the priest says okay guys just shake hands now right okay do you know when at the end of the mass yeah, the priest yeah, will yeah. say okay peace be with you, peace be with you, you know, yeah, yeah. shake your hands so I used to be the first person to put my hand up and shake with everyone yeah. so what happened was I used to be full of energy you know like as in well, they're very key for how like shaking hands like with people like that and literally speaking to them like that you know how are we all good and just you know very energetic and very enthusiastic okay and they're just looking at me and they're kind of shaking my hand and kind of looking at me giving me weird looks uh, okay <laughs> that kind of look but look it's sure look it, it, you're it's bringing good. your own personality to it but you're right it's actually pretty when I think about it now it's, it's always pretty um, conservative usually you shake yeah. people's hands in, in church it's been a while now since so I've been in church, yeah. a mask but, but um, let's, let's speak about your own faith because I know you have deep faith you're Muslim I am indeed yeah and how has that transition been for you coming to Ireland and and keeping your faith alive um, well also well firstly it's a bit different obviously than, than the Middle East or the Iraq because there's actually used to be a mosque just across the road and you just hear it five times a day and it just going so it's easier like you know yeah. uh, actually at the time of the invasion it was tough because you actually had to show your ID to go to get into the mosque where the Americans had like different bases and that and they were just checking everyone's going in and out like you know mm. but but like certainly you know kind of uh, beforehand like you know when it was let's say like you know four or five years of age or or just before we'd left, you know, you'd go to the mosques and, and, and it's easy, like, you know, because everyone stops, you know, like you're, if you're in a takeaway, person has a takeaway or restaurant or whatever, or work that they stop, they, they switch off for 15, 20 minutes and go back at it again. Uh, so that used to happen to our five But here it's, uh, it is hard obviously to maintain praying five times a day and that, but, but um, it is manageable. Do you know, it and is. is it, is it a lot of self practice then, self discipline, taking much, out your yeah. prayer mat yourself, and exactly, just doing yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, no, taking out prayer mat sometimes. <laughs> it could be very very interesting kind of experience, uh, you know, for people. You know. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, like I mean, sometimes, like you know, if I wanted to, to, if you're traveling or 
uh, you know, on to pray somewhere and you kind of pray people, you'd actually be surprised by the reaction you'd get. Like, what kind of reaction? Reaction would get like people, people will, like I remember this time I was in Westmeath, I think it was, somewhere around there anyway, okay, some yeah, yeah. petrol station was there. And it was during Abaddon, I was like, right, let's and we have, the, you know, let's just, you know, just pray here, quick things, right? <laughs> so I said, grand, and praying there and uh, this family walked by and here and with this person the father and, and like you know the kids uh, his three kids I think he had and they kind of they walk and they look at us myself and a friend of mine were praying and, and they go, look I just heard him like look they're praying they said because these kids like asked what are they is like, daddy what are they doing yeah yeah, <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're praying you know and then they just stood there watching you know so that was fascinating so, that, so they exactly fascinating so that was, I thought that was great like you know but yeah. then often you know, you'd have the odd lads would be filming and videoing and all that sort of stuff, you know, and you kind of get used to it, to be honest, you know, but for the, but it's changing people's perception, like, you know what I mean? And you're making a difference at the same time that, look, this is a new and a modern Ireland, like, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And when you speak about Ramadan, like you have, you have trained throughout that time as well. And, and for those these, listening, because yeah. we've heard the term a lot, we, we, we know what a lot of us know what it entails, but there might be p- people listening that would be familiar but won't know what exactly it means but one of the kind of the the guidelines that you follow is that you don't eat during daylight hours so when you're training or you're playing matches during that time is it is it tough it is tough yeah it is tough no i have i have to say especially if you're wrong for if you're wing forward you know <laughs> you're using up a lot of energy oh stuff you would you would you know i mean playing hurling itself is tough but doing the ramadan is obviously even tougher yeah uh, ramadan you know you don't um you get that asked every single year do you know oh not even water do you don't eat, you're, you're not allowed to eat right or you're not allowed to drink any water or whatever or any liquids from dawn to sunset Okay. Yeah. Um. And um. And usually at, at night time is when you sleep. So pretty much, like yeah. You're limited. Like in around tenish, I'd say. Like in the summertime would be certainly ten. I'd say between ten and half ten. Now this year was a bit handy, but at the same time it was a weird one because you're working at the same time and you're. But this year was April, was wasn't messed it? Messed up and huh? April was April it? exactly. Yeah, this yeah. year was in around April. So and it changes every year. It changes every year. It goes back every two. To go, every year goes back two or three weeks okay in around and that it's a, like it's a month days. it's basically a month yeah, exactly just a month of not drinking water and not eating restriction during the day yeah, no, obviously and not drinking and, and eat, not eating for the whole month obviously not you know it's from dawn to sunset but the whole idea of Ramadan right is to feel how people in poverty feel like you know is to put ourselves in their shoes and basically pray to God and, and thank God for the, the blessing we have here and basically how granted we are to be how granted we are here that I can just go to the tap of water there and switch on the tap and drink water um, yeah. but a lot of people wouldn't have that you know um, quality of life and, and um, when you say it like that it, it actually totally makes sense that when you do then finally get to eat when the sun goes down it, the food is going to taste so good because you're obviously hungry you haven't been eating all day or you haven't been having any any liquids and you're going to be more grateful for it yeah oh for sure for sure uh, and to be honest I mean it really kind of changes your appetite believe it or not like does you it, know yeah. it does indeed I mean uh, a lot of people think oh um, are you going to have a big feast or whatever you know but like you kind of get used to it. You can only need, like, literally, the minute you, I have it, I break my fast with dates and yogurt, right? I kind of feel full straight away, to be honest. You know, believe it or not. It's actually, body's gotten yeah, used to it, probably. So I don't know how the hell that happens, right? But it just happens, like, um, but, but obviously you'd have nice, some light, nice lentil soups and all of that, you know, um, that the mother makes. But, um, and some of you often know the, 
some leek and potatoes and all that, you know yourself. <laughs> some bread and butters, you know. But but yeah, you kind of basically break. My, I break my fast with a traditional country Irish supper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? So uh, um, and when it's all over, then there's a big kind of celebration, isn't that right? There is. There is. Yeah. So that's called Eid al Futter, you know, which is the festival of breaking the fast, right? Um, and that just involves people, you know, family members getting together, friends getting together and going to the mosque and praying and having a fun day and going out for some feast and that, you know. But it kind of sounds year, like Christmas. It does kind of sound, well, yes, it does. You know what I mean? In the sense that you go, <laughs> some people, you know, yeah. maybe go for, if they're into it, they, yeah. they might go to mass or whatever it Certainly, is. Certainly, it is like and Christmas. Then, and then they get together and they eat lovely food. For sure. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So let's talk about your obsession, which is hurling. Yeah. You've obviously mentioned it quite a few times already, but let's talk about the first time you picked up a hurley. Right. Yeah, so the first time I picked up a hurling slitter was in, um, in school, in primary school. But then, when I actually got pos- properly trained or properly introduced to it, was at the club level, and that was merely because some of the lads who went to school would have went to that club, um, you know. Uh, and 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 so I went in there and kind of was introduced to it. And okay, here's the managers, you know, um, talking to them. Okay, introducing who I am. Very welcome on the team. Welcome on board. And the minute I picked up the Harlan said I was pretty much, you know, part of the team from day one, like, you know. So was it and like, did you have a natural gift for it from the get-go? I was shite at it. Absolutely oh, useless at it, you know what I mean? So I couldn't even hold the hole properly, like, you know. Okay. So it was, it was you know, you know, like... I was just holding it like like I did obviously see I was I, I did see a match of Holland before do you know like on TG Cahar like I had one TG Cahar and I'm just looking and I'm like what's that you know I'm just looking and just, you know just did not appeal to me whatsoever so it done and did is not. there can I ask you is there any game that's similar to it in Iraq no nothing no, at all no there isn't no no okay no. so it's totally alien to you 
Yeah. 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 So when you picked up first time, not holding it right, but uh, like I've seen clips of you. You're you're really handy now. You're like it's impressive. To be honest, to no. I am getting now a lot of messages from former All Ireland medal holders, and they're showing their the my videos to their dads who also coached and have All Ireland hold All Ireland medal holders. They're like, "Oh, look, yeah, my father says you're pretty handy and all that sort of things," and that really means to me a lot. Like you know, yeah, so yeah. so that's I was like, Jesus Christ, no! I went from literally having a clue to even know what the hurl was, you know, to now and getting thrown out to what former All Ireland medal holders and managers and that. This is brilliant. And how long did it take to get good? Or to go from being not good to being all right? Um, uh, well, I mean, it depends. Like, literally, were, just, you, were, were you inseparable? Like, were you constantly then with the Schlitter and the Hurley just practicing all the if time? You to ask, get good? If you go and ask my secondary school teachers, right? Yeah. Especially in the time of fifth year of what did Bonner do at lunchtime, every single one of them has said, he was literally out there every single day popping, popping the, ball. the ball against the wall. The guys came up to me and said, listen, you have to take it easy on that wall because <laughs> the pain is going up. <laughs> I swear to God. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aww. I was like, well, sure, look at I mean, you know, it's hard on like, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> so and why? It's actually forward. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's certainly one that I, I, I love myself. Uh, how does it make you feel when you're playing? I mean, it, yeah. it feels good. You know, you're, you feel, it feels like you're a warrior on that field. Like, you know, because you're there and you're getting all, you're getting all these 50-50 balls and, and you're just going in and physicals and that, you know. So I'd be, I'd get stuck in, like, you know, like, I mean, that's the whole point of Harlan. You, you, you know, like, if someone doesn't want to get stuck in on Harlan, I don't know why they're on the field in the first place, to be honest, you know. You know, I've seen lads pulling away from 50-50 balls, you know, might as well just be sitting on the sideline watching the game. Like, you know, the, the Harlan see, there you're is... You're a risk taker. A hundred percent, Yeah. Like yeah. I, the amount of times I got put on my arse by people, you know, <laughs> like literally, you know, shoulder there or whatever, or shoulder to, or barging, people barging to me, and I feel, you know, like you just get up and you got, you got the free, you got the point, move on, <laughs> you know, go on next, do it again. <laughs> but, but you know, it's part and parcel of the game, you know. So like, yeah, so you, you do, you do feel like a warrior, feel good, you know. You, and what even what I like even more is that. Uh, after the match, we kind of shake hands with the lads and, you know, it's like fair play to you, lad. You're still playing. You're st- you're oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still, I'm still playing club. with volunteers at John's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still uh, I'm still playing with, with the with my local club and really enjoying it, you know, enjoying but, every, every minute of it. And alongside that, you are in the role of an ambassador. This is yeah. this is work that you're really passionate about as well on diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So that's, an AIG Dublin GA ambassador role and it involves um, reaching out to minorities of non of non-traditional GA communities and and promoting and introducing Gaelic games to them um, you know as a way for them to say look I can be part of it like you know yeah. like um, I don't think anyone who see me when I first moved into Ireland they see me as becoming a DWG ambassador you know but hard work at the NPs after education is real you know belief is real Hard work is real. It just requires times, requires commitment. You know, you have to be determined to reach the goal. Like, you know, I can't just be say, okay. Like, if I said that when I was 14 years of age and said I want to be a WG ambassador by when I was 15 years of age, not a hope. Do you know, because that's not going to, it's not going to work like that. You know, because it needs more. You know, you have to show effectiveness. You know, you have to show, okay, I've done this. That's the effect. That's the change. And obviously your GWG has seen this, what I have been doing over the last couple of years with different schools and GA clubs across the country and said, look, you know, would would have would love to have you and brought him to do that here in Dublin, you know, and say no bother at all, let's. 
So that's then when I went in and I started to do it, you know. And every single people I've reached out, everyone I've reached out. I've reached out to the Muslim community in inner city, and uh, reached out to the Sikh community. Like, majority of them said, you're the first person of the GA to come down to us and the Jews is GA, do you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, and I was like, this is brilliant. I was like, uh, and what is the awareness of the GA amongst those communities? Some of them would be aware, vaguely aware. You know, yeah, yeah. they just see it as the Irish sport. <laughs> you know, they see it as your typical, you know, lad from the country who always plays who, who loves his Harlan and he loves his Gaelic football. But like, but they don't see it as something that they can get involved with until you come along. Is pretty much yeah, great. You know, and what has the feedback been? I, I, I like, is, is it now something that is that more people are are being encouraged to do and feeling, I suppose, welcome to do so? Um. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's currently on work, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're working uh, on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly um, we're working on it. We're working on it, all right. You know, that's the main thing. Uh, but like, you would obviously face some resistance from people, you know, uh, who are not open to, you know, DNI uh, or the United as in diversity and inclusion, you know. But look, you're always going to have to. You're always going to face that, no matter where you go, yeah, you know. But yeah. at the end of the day, when you're promoting the sport when you're when we're promoting our culture and you know and our values there isn't like no kind of no none of the grounds should get take be in place in deciding who gets and who gets what or who gets involved in what and all of that as in no matter what faith you are no matter yeah. what gender you are etc mm. etc et you know, this is our Irish culture. This is the Irish values. This is our sports. Something we're proud of. This is an organisation, biggest sport organisation in Ireland, established by a great man, may rest in peace, Michael Cusack, who established it in 1884 yeah. with the four official games. Then obviously start naming them all. You know, the G Gaelic football, Holland, G rounders, G handball, and he kind of give a small history lesson. He kind of given a, a, a like. A five ten minute history lesson, fun history lesson, you know, uh, to the to the guys. Like I, for example, I'd often hold the Gaelic football and say, "Do you know? Does anyone know what that is?" You know, and they'd have had, "Oh, this is Gaelic football, whatever, mm -hmm. grand fair play." Okay, get the hurl out and okay, does anyone know what that is? You know, and mm -hmm. then they start, "Oh, we play that. We see this in school, or you know, the school plays or whatever." Then I start explaining what it is and you know have a kind of a fun session and and then go in and introduce the basic skills. And I swear to God, like, you know, I mean, so far, like the, the you know, the engagement and, and, and the response from the community, like, it's been massive, very, very supportive, like, you know, extremely supportive. Sure, I received a complaint. <laughs> the, when I, the first girl I reached out to, nice. they were like, Abu, what did you do? I was like, what? And he goes, I received so even complaints. From from uh, from schools, as right. in as why did we not get invited? <laughs> you know, and I was like uh. the communities. This is a game. I was like, well, hold on a minute. Like, well, I was like, well, this is a you know a great complaint to have. Yeah, you know? of course it is. We'll certainly look at facilitating them on a separate day and do. But the main thing is that we have created this relationship between the minority and the local community. You know, that opens up future. You know, it's certainly a kickstart for a very, very healthy, please God, long-lasting relationship. Opens up dialogues between the two communities, you know, and that if they wanted to do a further event, you now that's up to them, you know, but the thing is that we have created that relationship, you know, between the community, the local community and, 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 and the minority.
And again, now we have families coming in from Ukraine and in years to come, again, sport will be very important to make sure that people are, are connected and feel part of their own communities. So again, this, this, this work that you're doing is, it is really, really important, um, especially if you're fleeing a very volatile situation, you certainly were, and a lot of people now unfortunately are as well. Um, I suppose sport can can provide escapism and it can provide just that, that yeah, that relief, I suppose, and sense of, of community and tribe that people will probably crave. Yeah, GA is, the GA is a family, right to me. Um, look, it's more than a sport to me. Like, um, I can pro, I can safely say where any of the thirty-two counties now we go to, I have someone to talk to. Do you know? True, as in, because majority would be aware of the GA work I've been and the more GA ambassador work I've been doing. You know. Yeah. You were born in Baghdad and you lived there for the first nine years of of your, of, of your life, and now you're here. And you keep referring to our island, you know, being Irish. Is that it? Are you Irish now through and through? Well, I hope so. Anyways, <laughs> I don't, look, like, um, no, all jokes aside, uh, yeah, no, it's obviously, like, the minute I landed here um, is when I really kind of took the opportunity, you know, you're really in it, you're in a new home, like, you know, and I've made this opportunity, like, I've made the best out of this opportunity and I've made Ireland my home. I'm um, sure if I go back now to Baghdad, I'd say no one would even have a clue what I'm saying. Do you know, literally. I'm um, sure even when I speak Arabic and speak, speak a different language, I still sound the same. You know, like people. Oh, do are, you? Has your accent even in Arabic changed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, sure. I, I can, like, I've done Spanish and I studied Spanish in, in, um, in secondary school. school. Yeah. Um, I have to so I speak, you know, kind of, I, you know, numbers and all that sort of stuff, you know, the, the usual, like, numbers and. Yeah. different verbs in there so I'd say it in Spanish so like you know if I was like uno, dos tres, cuatro cinco, <laughs> do you know what I mean so it's a, it's. So that's, I love it do you know that's the thing so everything has this flavour of an all Ireland accent <laughs> <laughs> swear to God like because ah, I remember I remember I done a video to the Chinese community wishing the Chinese community a happy new year right did you um, speak Chinese I spoke Chinese yeah so okay. I, I spoke like the consent in Chinese Oh yeah, I, I remember still. I still remember the sentence. Where are you, Shinian Kuala? He said, "No, I probably know this." In that, there's like, I wish the Chinese community in Ireland happy new, happy new okay, Chinese. Yeah. yeah, right. No, I probably butchered that up. That <laughs> sentence, to be honest, but you know. But, well, I uh, wouldn't have a clue. But Kuala Shashi Shinian Kuala. I hope this is 85, 90% close to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, that there. So again, So I said that and people thought I was speaking Irish. <laughs> I swear someone commented. I swear to God, you know. I was like, this is not Irish. I said, this is uh, wishing the Chinese community here a happy new year. I said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. look, it, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, even though I'm speaking Arabic, I mean, the mother often looks at me, she goes, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Look. So come here, for some people, their dream is to uh, be in Croke Park and to, to play or to, to maybe get the opportunity to speak, you know, and you've done that. You made Thankfully, a speech. Yeah. You made I have a speech made a speech in Croke Park, you know, um, something certainly a very, very proud moment for myself actually because it gave, like, I remember standing at that podium and I was like, right, I better not have this up now because <laughs> everyone's watching, you know, and it was very, very, I suppose, 
It was there for a special occasion as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was very, it was for Eid al-Adha. Now Eid al-Adha I know is not the same, same thing as Eid al-Fatr, right? There's two festivals goes on a year in the Islamic calendar, right? Mm. Eid al-Fatr was obviously the festival of breaking fast. Eid al-Adha was, is the festival of sacrifice. But but going back to that Crocback speech now, you know, <laughs> it, was a, it was a very, very uh, uh, proud moment, as I said, because it gave the work I've been doing the last couple of years has been working and did reach, you know, did reach people and, and, to, and for me to address my communities, when I say my communities, I mean the, the Muslim community, the Arab community, the GA community, the you know the Irish abroad, the Irish diaspora, you know the Irish diaspora from all different parts of the globe, and 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 also minorities here in Ireland, really did mean to me a lot, you know, yeah. and 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 I think I I really you know that I mean for me the Cork Park is you know I mean the Holy Grail, yeah, Mick of Holland, you know. Yes, have you gone back to Iraq since you left? No. Um... Do you have any desire to go back? To be honest, uh, like, n- no. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I hope, the only thing we can do is hope and wish that things can get better. Um, but, to be honest, I don't know how people perceive me anyways once I, once I land in Baghdad. Uh, obviously, they, they have how many members there context has been lost I mean the relationship has not been that great with anyone to be honest because the minute invasion happened was in 2003 sectarianism and terrorism kicked in then after sectarianism and terrorism you had a different revolution then after revolution you had ISIS coming in then after ISIS you had another revolution you know like we just just war 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 all the time you know um, but but um, I'd love to go back hopefully one day representing Ireland you know, mm. please God, as a, as a, as an ambassador. So I'd say that's the only time Iraq would see me, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but 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 uh, but either either way, it's 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 good to kind of, I suppose, people feeling more, no matter where they're from. You know, is to make use of the opportunity they have once they get put in into a safe place. Um, like a lot of you have a lot of people who come, come into Ireland as program refugees or as refugees or asylum seekers and they're not willing to integrate. Do you know? Now that is to me a problem. Um, they have to show lead on, 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 you know, they're in Ireland. You know, Ireland is the place they live in. You know, they, they reside in Ireland in this country. They have to show some sort of initiative, you know, to integrate within society. Like, whether that be through sports, or that be true education, or that be going out, talking to the neighbour, seeing how he is or how she is, sharing food, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and not just sit down and contemplating life. Because, you know, you're here, you're in, you're, there's a new life here for you. You know, there's an opportunity there that millions of people across the world are not, they don't, don't have. So make use of it. Like, And I um, suppose fear is, is a factor, isn't it, for people maybe being afraid to to step out of their comfort zone or to get involved with the community because it, it's alien. If you've come from a different culture, it is hard to adapt a new one. But you say, step through that fear and just go That's for it. That's true, yeah. Step, because otherwise you're going to sit there for the rest of your life. Yeah, okay. You know, like you'd have, like I've engaged with a couple of, you know, some refugees at, at, at this stage across the country, like, you know, different yeah. like direct provisions in that. Yeah. And 
you know like there are some people out there who are just not just sitting there and not doing nothing doing nothing like you know and uh, as i said this is a problem like you know because at the end of the day like go out and do something <laughs> you know don't be sitting down there playing snooker all day you know or, or doing all that sort of just go out talk to different people from different backgrounds you know like i'm not saying there's something wrong talking to people from your own background you know but like at the same time that won't this is not going to get you anywhere in terms of integration wise yeah okay so the first thing i actually you know the first thing when i first came as i said i got put into a group of all country lads <laughs> so go on yeah. and do so I'm like i'm delighted i'm sure he was so i was just there and i created such a strong bond to this day you know yeah and obviously you know yourself with the ga there's a lot of pissed taking going on and that yeah that's called that's you know part of the culture like they say you know to be Irish you have to uh you know take a slag create, and give on well not even take a slag and give on but you have to create a, an extra t- a layer of skin so I can glad I can gladly say I've created five of them we have five <laughs> of them each you know so yeah yeah so that's that's you know, step out of your comfort, uh, comfort zone nothing's going to come up to you sitting down in the chair there playing snooker all day uh-huh. you know I'm not just I'm not just snooker you know you've table tennis all these different sports and that <laughs> but I mean but I, but the whole idea behind this is that just you have to engage just yeah. go in and engage for god's sake no do you know <laughs> so that's you know so just to engage. yeah just you know th- th- literally talk to people like yeah and come here are your brothers like you i'm like a black sheep in my family sheep. are you yeah no no one's like me before i let you go before i let you go what would your ideal day look like i don't if know could, it's like my, my your, ideal day is like yeah, a box of celebrations <laughs> Swear to God, yeah, I don't know what's gonna come out. Could come out a Mars bar, could Twix. I don't know. Sometimes a bounty. Do you know? <laughs> that's my ideal. That's my ideal day. Just to have a box of celebrations. As in, you know, like it's a simulator for. As in, as in <laughs> I'm like, obviously, I don't he, carry a box of celebrations <laughs> with me. Of course not. I'm like, is he literally saying he wants a box of chocolates? No, no, no my, or, So basically, you like life to surprise you. Are you saying what do I do on a daily basis? No, no, no. I was asking you what your like your dream, your perfect oh, ideal right. day would right. be. Okay. So you gave me the example of a box of celebrations, and I was trying to figure out whether you actually meant it literally, but you were actually using it metaphorically. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay, lots no. of translations. So, okay. so <laughs> miscommunication. I might just leave this in though. It's quite funny. What would your ideal day look like? Well, my dream day would look like. Um, I'd hope as a Harlan in Cork Park like I, I can never get enough of Cork Park you know like yeah. when you're in Cork Park it's a it's a different um, feeling altogether um, or poking a ball with Colin Lynch in Cork Park <laughs> so that could be another one have you met him? no not yet no I've actually gotten a phone call with him once okay and I you know and I was like what is this Colin Lynch and I was like, are you actually the lad, Colin? <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, because he goes, yes, Colin Lynch here or whatever. So we, I, I did speak to him via the phone once for sure. And um, I haven't got to meet him face to face yet. But like before my Harlan matches, you know, um, I actually put out Colin Lynch videos before, you know, to look at it and yeah. kind of get me warmed up a bit, you know. So like the dream example, day is meet him and then playing croaker on the same day. Well, put, like play and then Harlan have a box him. of celebrations after it. <laughs> Perfect. Play, yeah, that's one. That's the one. I don't always take it too long to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Give 
of here. It's brilliant sure, to talk look, to you. Sure, look, absolutely, absolutely. And Likewise, best of luck in all your endeavours. I'll be following you and, and all you're doing and no doubt you will reach your goal of becoming a diplomat. So, yeah, An you. Irish diplomat, hopefully one day representing Ireland in the Middle East and internationally, please God, no. Good on you. Thanks a million for being here. No bother at all. Thank you, Goy Mila Maha. Good now. I'm Sheila. Mila Fodza. Toshe Shingama. Shainta. Fair play, Rudd. Fair play, you know. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with friends, family, or on social media. And you can support it in all the usual ways by clicking follow, giving a rating, or leaving a little comment. Thanks a million. You've been listening to Ready to Be Real. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.